Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Luke, I know you are a huge Pokemon fan, so you must be very excited to talk about this movie. Well, that's the thing. I'm not a fan. <laughs> not even all, not a little bit. I watched this movie, and I do have some questions. And I think the biggest Pokemon fans would have questions at how this movie ends. I have some questions. <laughs> then we're stuck, because I do not have any answers. So going into this, I'm the Pokemon guy, and you're not. Here we go. Pokemon Detective Pikachu is the first live-action film in the franchise. It is also the 22nd theatrical Pokemon movie, so you got to catch up a little bit. Um, there is plenty to be excited about. Pokemon Detective Pikachu is in cinemas now, so if you haven't watched the movie yet, but you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Directed by Rob Letterman, Pokemon Detective Pikachu is an adaption of the 2016 game Detective Pikachu, which is itself a spin-off of the core Pokemon role-playing games where the player works with a talking Pikachu to solve various mysteries. The movie stars Ryan Reynolds as the voice of facial motion capture of Detective Pikachu with Justice Smith and Catherine Newton in live-action roles. Jason, you have the plot. Do you have any idea what you just said? Nope. Very good. I'm enjoying Something it. about Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Tim Goodman, um, played by Justice Smith, is a 21-year-old insurance salesman who gave up on Pokemon training due to the death of his mother and the absence of his father, Harry. Tim learns that his detective father has presumably died whilst investigating a case. He travels to Rhyme City, a city that outlaws Pokemon fighting and pushes the bonds of humans and Pokemon to collect Harry's assets. Lucy Stevens, played by Catherine Newton, equipped with a Psyduck, is a fluff columnist who wants to be a reporter and is suspicious of Harry's death. Tim encounters a hat-wearing Pikachu, voiced by Ryan Reynolds, uh, I guess, and played by as well, who only he can somehow understand. This Pikachu is an amnesiac detective who was Harry's partner, and they were investigating a case together when Harry disappeared. So what happened to Harry? What is the mysterious gas-labeled R? And what is Mewtwo's involvement? Yeah, Mewtwo's in this movie. The investigation begins. How necessary do you think it was for Ryan Reynolds to actually provide the facial movements? Probably a lot. Really? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It was just a little fuzzy yellow face. But he was making a lot of expressions. With they could his... have done that without an actor. But I... maybe, it's e maybe it's actually easier to do motion capture than to actually animate. Like, you know, with a mouse and clicking. Maybe. I guess when I first saw trailers for this and hearing that Ryan Reynolds was attached voicing Pikachu... I had no idea how involved Ryan Reynolds was actually going to be with this movie. The motion capture. Yeah. And we'll get to the rest later. <laughs> question then. I mean, what is Pokemon? And I think that's the most sincere question I've ever asked on this podcast. Yeah, so how much do you actually know? Like, let's catch up with this. Okay, now you sent me a five-minute video. Did you, you watch it? I watched and disliked you very much for sending me that five-minute video. It was a lot, and he went through all the games and things. I told but you just to watch the first three minutes because it dragged on. You a bit did, after. but I was I was playing it through my car when I was driving, so I listened to the audio. <laughs> no, um, you needed the visual cues. No, I was the audio was enough. Okay, and more than enough. So even. Pokemon. Okay, monsters in this, your pocket. I pocket will tell you. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll okay, do you it. I'll this. do it because I watched the, the video. Uh, 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> You've got these little Pokemon, the little creatures. What, what are they? A monster in my pocket or pocket monsters? Yeah, whatever you want. Yeah. And they go inside the Pokeballs. The Pokeball, yep. And there's two theories behind, or at least two theories and behind we, yeah, what we happens. We don't have an answer. <laughs> in, those, in those balls. So one, they're just held captive, which is pretty <laughs> inhumane. But the other one, they're transported to some other dimensional reality sure. where they live out their best lives. And then when they're called upon to fight in the Pokemon tournaments, they're released from the balls. Yeah. Pikachu is obviously one of the more popular Pokemons. And there's... Essentially the flagship character, thanks to the anime and all that. Yeah, the TV and show. And then... Yeah, and then there was a cartoon, which yep. happened... I, I was too old for it. I think that's what happened. I mean, we you, do, you we do have it. a bit you of a... It. We do have an age gap. You know, you've mentioned it once or twice before on the podcast. Oh, many times. So I think that type of show, my last one was Power Rangers. Right. And then I kind... I just moved away and Pokemon came maybe a little bit after that. And I just never got into it, never saw yeah, the appeal. It was when the anime sort of influx into America, Australia, all of that, we all... So I did see it, like, it'd be on in the mornings, you know, before school, and you had a kid named Ash and a girl named Red, with red hair. Not even close. Misty, no? yeah. Okay. So, okay, look... A so, girl with red hair. So the, the main games, you had, like, the red and blue Game Boy games, right? And, yeah, the main characters, well, you can name it whatever you want, but there was, like... Oh, character. Team Rocket. Yeah, it was they Team Rocket. It, yeah. But you had a main character named Red or Blue, or if you flip it in the other way, like one was the rival, one was the main character. When they adapted the games into the TV show, they created a character called Ash, which is kind of based on Red. They used Pikachu as a flagship character. Yeah, you go, the Pokemon trainers, they go and they catch these Pokemon, and, you know, it's about friendship, and they battle, and they fight, but, you know, it's not about animal abuse in any way, and... Yeah, that's essentially the show. You go collect badges, you beat gyms, you enter tournaments. You... But there are other types of characters, not just trainers. There are breeders. There are just people in normal jobs that just have Pokemon in their lives that do things for them. Sort of like animals, but more useful and they have powers and stuff. And you get them to fight. Yeah. And so all... like dog fighting. Is that what you're Can't, comparing yeah. to? Yeah, like dog and chicken fighting, but like not as aggressive. No. Okay, good. Pokemon. Yeah, so there it's all it's all kid friendly and stuff. Um, but this one, this movie, is based on a, the spin off game, the Detective Pikachu game, which, like you said, came out in two thousand sixteen. So it's fairly new. I think. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. Oh. When they first announced this movie, and it was following the storyline of Detective Pikachu, I think both of us were skeptical. You being the fan, me being not. But after watching the film. I'm not going to say if I liked it or not at this point, but I'm glad they went in this direction compared think, to a Pokemon tournament movie. Yeah, I think like what the idea was is that they've made, like I said, there's been like 21 movies where Ash has been the main character or a character like Ash, essentially. That was two other ones. It's a long story. I think I think they wanted to sidestep that and say, let's not make another movie about Ash. I've been waiting. 20-odd years for a live-action Pokemon movie, and we're at this stage where, you know, we have the technology to, to make a movie look good enough to be worthy. And what we're getting is, yeah, this is Detective Pikachu, so it's a different story, it's a different game they're adapting. I think it's good that they've stepped away from the Ash character, but then, I mean, we'll get to it, but I think there are other elements that they sort of are sidestepping as well. But 
they are kind of doing a semi-faithful adaption of this game. I looked up sort of more detail into what the game was sort of about. Um, there are some differences though. So they've they aged the character Tim up a little bit. Um, there are some locations like the Hi Hat Cafe and the Pokemon Comprehensive Laboratory that sort of feature in the movie, but they're not plot points as they are in the game. Um, they do something different with the villains, so they sort of switch the characters around and stuff. Um, the drug R thing that they use is sort of used for a different thing, although it's the same effect, but it's nothing to do with Mewtwo. Um, the character Lucy is just made up. She's like an amalgamation of two female characters from the game. And we will get to the revelation about Harry and his whereabouts, but in the game, they never reveal that. Which works for a game, but for a movie, I guess you do need You some, want a bit you of need closure. closure. Yeah. yeah. All right. So maybe we'll just go through some characters, I guess. Start with Tim. Tim Goodman. So he's, he's our lead or co-lead yeah. with Detective Pikachu. He's mate at the beginning. It's uh, Depinder from Deadpool, which was a nice <laughs> yeah. Ryan Reynolds connection. I was kind of disappointed we didn't see him again, to be honest. Yeah. This opening scene, though, like you know, like, like I said, I've been waiting for this live-action Pokemon movie, and what this scene is, is you have a Pokeball, and it's the only Pokeball you see in this whole movie, which, to me, is an issue. Yeah, that's a good point. Yes, because yeah. when the, you get to the underground illegal fighting in Rhyme City... The monsters, or the monsters, the Pokemon, out. they're already out, yeah. Yeah, so the whole setup with Rhyme City, it's, you know, like, it's it's all about, oh, you know, we don't want the Pokemon in their balls, we don't want Pokemon battles, so it's essentially this whole city, and I know it's a part of the game, but it's essentially everything that Pokemon is not. It so they, they, they scrapped all the, the battles, yeah. scrapped all the Pokeballs, scrapped... So it was just, I mean, it was an excuse to have all the Pokemon out and about. You could see them and they're walking around and that's, okay, good for a movie visually. But at the same time, I'm like, it's not really Pokemon. It reminded me of Pooh Frame Roger Rabbit. Yeah. It was kind of like that. It's just the animated, live action hybrid thing, which... And the graphics which, were great. Like when you saw the, the Pokemon, the, the detail good. and the design of the live action... Pokemon characters look really good. No, no, you're probably not familiar with a lot of the Pokemon that you saw on screen. And there are even some that, you know, are the newer ones that I'm just like, I don't know what that is, but it looks good. But a lot of the ones that I did recognize, they looked pretty good. And I know, I remember when we first started seeing images and I was like, this is weird. Why is that Jigglypuff furry and all this kind of... But watching the movie, I was like, these look really good. And I was really happy and pleased with the designs and what they were doing visually with them and the different Pokemons, their powers and stuff. I was like, yeah, this was all... Good stuff. But that opening scene where, you know, he's got a Pokeball and the two kid, the two boys are basically standing there and, you know, like they're messing with that Cubone. Um, like, that felt like Pokemon. I was like, this is cool. There's a wild Pokemon. There's kids being dumb and not knowing what they're doing. And then the movie just started after that and it was something different. I wasn't sure going into this, not so much Pokemon, but Justice Smith. The only thing I've seen him in, other than this, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, where he's just screaming a lot. Really disliked him in that. <laughs> and I've heard good things about him in movies, and he's in that TV show, isn't he? Blanking on it, but he's in a TV show that's been pretty successful. He was the character I didn't like. <laughs> Not the actor. Uh. But I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to be stuck with Justice Smith and Pokemon. I'm thinking, can Justice Smith live up to the standard, the bar raised by 
Bob Hoskins back in Roger Rabbit. <laughs> and for the most part, I thought Justice Smith, he was fine in this. In fact, you know what? He was good in this. The character's actually really interesting because he's, I mean, very much like yourself, he's just like, he's just not interested in Pokemon. He's I mean, he was as a kid and then he, he turned his back yeah, on Yeah, because of all these things like his mum dying, his dad sort of moving away and him choosing to live with his grandmother. So his character sort of comes in and he's just like, I just don't want anything to do with them. And he, he kind of distances himself from the creatures, you know, as they... So it's a, you get some good interactions there, you know, that lick a tongue on the train, the one with the big tongue. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I gathered. I don't even... Um, yeah, he's just, he's so distant to it. And I was like, this is an interesting angle because every character that we've sort of seen, whether it be in the anime or some of the games and stuff, you know, it's, everyone loves Pokemon. They want to train them and be with them and stuff. And this character is just like, I just, and he doesn't hate them. He's just not interested. And like you say, it's all really of the characters are into them. Like for me, the, the oddest pairing between a Pokemon and a live action actor, Ken Watanabe. Yeah, when you've got snubble. him playing <laughs> Detective Yoshida, he was just odd seeing him with uh, with Pokemon. But yeah, for the most part, like you know, Tim he does have a lot going going on. Like he's he's a fully fleshed out character. You know, estranged from his father, the loss of his mother at a young age, and he's got living like a boring ordinary life. And then you've got Lucy Stevens played by Catherine Newton. She's just and like, she's just a one-note character. Just a cartoon, literally, come She really life. is. Like, like, she's... Yeah, bubbly when she needs to be bubbly and, like, really stressed out and, you know, anxious when she needs to be. Her biggest well. contribution is having a side-up on screen. I'm so glad. Like, out of the Pokemon <laughs> that they it. wanted to put front and centre, obviously going with the Pikachu, you know, generic choice, of course. But, yeah, Psyduck, awesome, fantastic. And what they did with Psyduck is known for like his crazy headaches and when he gets upset and then, but he's super powerful. So that scene where the Psyduck basically his, his mind explodes, that was, I'm glad that they did stuff. You know, there's a lot of Pokemon stuff in here that really works. And you know, as a fan of Pokemon, you go, oh wow, like yeah, that's really clever. The, the Magikarp turning into the Gyarados, heaps of stuff like that. It's all in this movie, so it's good stuff. Do we want to talk about Detective Pikachu? You know, he's like you know he's the reason we're here <laughs> yeah he's the reason this movie exists because this is a very popular character I've heard yeah um what are your thoughts <laughs> well I'm still getting over the ending <laughs> which I know we're gonna get to because I don't think it works but we'll we'll talk about it it, it kind of We'll get to it. We'll I mean, it. it does explain everything. So it, cause does it's it, like, though? I don't know. Because Pokemon don't talk, unless there's they some other sort of thing going on. And, we're, you know, we're left wondering, why does Detective Pikachu talk? Oh, why shit, man. We're just going to say it here, because we can't keep talking we around it. We can't dance around it. We'd, okay, go on. You, you can probably <laughs> explain it. So it turns out that Mewtwo combined Harry, Tim's father, with his detective partner, Pikachu. Question. Yes. Why doesn't Tim question the fact that Pikachu, you sounds, sound just like my dad? Because oh, maybe they're estranged. I don't know, but I had this question Come as well. On. I had this question. You know, you know what I had this question. Like. I walked out of that movie going, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't. <laughs> and when they're doing flashbacks, yeah. it's another actor. That's It's never Ryan Reynolds. And it almost looks like someone with like short black hair <laughs> from the back. They always like don't quite show him. And you know, I was thinking the whole time, they've got a big actor for that. 
I wonder who they have. Mm. And then you see it's that it's Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. I was curious. Jumped on the old IMDb to see the age difference right. between Ryan Reynolds and Justice Is Smith. it like 12 years? 19. Which, it's doable. It's do- it, is, it is doable. But putting that aside... I'm trying, to make, I, I'm trying not to make some sort of like Japanese reference to like just, young people getting it done. When they stood beside each other, father and son, I just don't buy it. It didn't really work. It didn't. But I mean, like, with me coming from, like, you know, a biracial parentage, is that the right word? It's like, yeah, you know, like, I kind of saw myself a little bit, you know, I'm not a black kid, but, you know, I have a white father sort of thing. And sometimes, you know, stand next to him, I guess people would look at us and go, that doesn't really work. But it, it does. It's, it's how I came to be. So it's like, it's doable. It's It's something that can be. Oh, I mean, it can. I it just, just, it just wasn't working. Like, and I think just, I think it's a fact that I it's think Ryan having, Reynolds. Yeah, and just <laughs> knowing that Ryan Reynolds is voicing Pikachu, and then all of a sudden you find out that there's been this other thing going on, and just at the end when it's that father and son and they're spending time together and they're happy, and I don't know, like it was just quite odd. But cast your mind back. Now you know that Pikachu wasn't Pikachu; it was Harry. Mm. The conversations, the things that were going on, like dating advice and drinking all that coffee and... Like, that was just his dad, but, like, with amnesia. Yeah, because dad didn't know his dad. Because when he's like, oh, look, you've got a Pikachu bed. Well, dad bought it. Yeah, it's like if you wake like, up... So Pikachu as Harry bought that bed. So you can't go, hey, son, you've got a, a bed of me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, he's got a Pikachu bed. And then Pikachu, Detective Pikachu has been like, oh, I'm really flattered. You've got a bed of, of me. Yeah. He bought it. Tim did go out and buy his own bed. That is weird, man. I'm just trying to think, like, if you wake up with amnesia, right? Like, I mean, obviously you have never done so. But, like, do you look at your body and go, like, oh, this is my body. Okay. Like, okay, I'll, I'll just accept it and take it as, yeah, this is me. Like, because, you know. You just assume I must have always been a Pikachu because I'm in a Pikachu's body. Okay, another question, and this is not Ryan Reynolds related. I thought Pikachu was the name of a character, but isn't it more like Pikachu is a type of Pokemon? Yeah, is a species. Right. Like, you know how you see those Bulbasaur, the ones see, that say... multiple, There's yeah. heaps of them, yeah. Right, okay. So but this Detective don't... Pikachu is not Ash's Pikachu. Right. Ash's so Pikachu they... has met multiple ones. You know, like, there's heaps of Pokemon. So I've got two dogs. One of them is a Golden Retriever. Yeah. So it's just like me calling him Golden Retriever. Yeah. Hey, Golden Retriever, yeah. And all Golden Retrievers, yeah. their owners refer to them as Golden Retrievers. Well, you can name them if you want. There was a Pikachu in the in the anime called Sparky. He had oh, a okay. he had Sparky hair. So I always thought that you had this same that like, Pikachu as a character, like Ash was a character. But, in the anime yeah, series. but Ash's Pikachu, sometimes referred to as Ash's Pikachu, is a character, but he's also he's, yeah. But I thought his name was, was Pikachu. I thought yeah. the Detective Pikachu character. Was the Pikachu that has at some yeah. point nah, or later nah. so just meeting with Ash? Nah. Right, so I, I didn't realise that. And then when you're seeing... Yeah, I, I never knew that until... You're watching, watching the movie going, well, this is a different... Yeah. Pikachu is somebody else. Let's talk about the baddies. Or did you want to talk about well, how bonkers it is that Ryan Reynolds... I think we should address <laughs> Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu, the performance. Right, okay, stuff. okay. Um, I mean, for the most part, it, 
it worked, and especially with the revelation of why, it's sort of like, okay, it's cool. And when Pikachu is Pikachu, and you get that old, you get that um, original voice actor the from the Pika show. Pika Yeah, the... Um, the guy I, does it better on the show. I think it's a woman, actually. Oh, okay, well, she does um, it Aiku Otani or something like that. But yeah, it's like, wow, that sounds like Pikachu, the yeah. one I remember from the show, you know, that's good. When Ryan Reynolds is talking, it's like, okay, that's fine. It's not as Deadpool-y as I thought it would be. But i got to say, about halfway through the movie, I was really over it. Like, the Ryan Reynolds... It's Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I just got and bored they of it. cast him in this movie because they wanted him to be Ryan Reynolds. I, but I think, whether it be a lot of the marketing, a lot of the scenes and stuff that, you know, I've been seeing, we've been getting a lot of, like, little bits and pieces of it. It's just like, I think the novelty just really wore off and I was like, oh, it's, you know... It's a good performance, but it's also the performance that I expected. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds being himself. Ryan Reynolds is very good at being Ryan Reynolds, and that's what he does a good movie. (laughs) Let's talk about the villains then, if you want. Yeah, let's talk about the Cliffords. The Cliffords. We've got the old Clifford, Howard, and I didn't realise until watching the movie (laughs) that that father and son that Bill Nighy was in this. Oh, okay. I had no idea, and he's great. (laughs) I always like him. He's He's always good. It's weird because in the trailers where it's like there's that audio and it's like welcome to Rhyme City. It's like that's Bill Knight. Oh yeah, no, because he's on it. he's no. doing the like the welcome. He's video, like the only person on the planet that sounds like that. And I didn't pick up on the fact that it was him. <laughs> and then playing his cardboard cutout son, we've got Chris Gear as Roger Clifford. But then we find out there's a reason why, for the most part, he looks like a cardboard cutout, and he's been like a mustache twirling bad guy <laughs> for the yeah. mo- for, well majority of it. He's not him at all. He's actually a ditto. Yeah, is that, is that it? A ditto. So was he a ditto as well, or just his female assistant? Thing? Oh no, no, he's human. But a lot of the movie, like you find that he was captured at the end. Yeah, but I think a lot of the times you'd been seeing him, it was actually a ditto when in female form was played by who was it? Oh no, Miss, Miss Norman was another alias who who actually played uh, Suki Waterhouse. That's the one, yeah. She's the one that actually played the female human Ditto personality. But she always had sunnies on and when she took it off you could see those These little dot eyes. So with Ditto, that's definitely a thing that Ditto does and when he, it transforms, it ta- can take the form of anything sort of thing but it will always have its signature two dotted eyes. So the sun is helped. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, we're, so we're led to believe that Howard is the good guy, Roger is the bad guy. And you know what? I just went with it. Didn't question it. Yeah, and then you, you didn't think it would be, no. oh, there's a twist. It's like, this guy's very clearly the the, the bad guy because, I mean, he was doing bad things. He was releasing Pokemon to, you know, hinder our heroes. I guess it's like, yeah, it was very obviously the bad guy, but... And talking third that was a remote. Okay, so we've got... So Howard Clifford, his whole thing is that he's been sick for a long time. So he's looking... And he's been a spokesperson for Pokemon and humans working and living side by side. Yeah, like an equality type thing. Yeah, but all the while he's had this ulterior motive and he's been trying to find ways of making himself stronger. And that way he has found is to merge or for his mind to be put or to take over the consciousness of a Mewtwo. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. It's a very powerful Pokemon, a humanoid kind of shape in a way. Well, they're both wearing the headpieces, and he was so easily defeated. Because I was thinking, I wonder, if they went up to Bill Nighy and just removed his headpiece, (laughs) he'd automatically have his consciousness go back. And that's what happened. And that's, yeah, literally But yes, so, so he, But his plan, because you think, Mm. his motives are going to be really selfish. Like, he wants all the power for himself. 
But then he takes it one step further and in a confusing turn of events, his idea is then to merge all humans with our Pokemons. I just... Why? I think... Why couldn't he just take his Mewtwo and sod off and just be all powerful? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I get it. His body is breaking down. He wants to transfer his mind into a Mewtwo, a very powerful Pokemon. Yeah, like power. What a Pokemon to put your mind into. That... All right, crazy, sure. Do it. And then suddenly... Everybody should be Pokemon. What? Like, what? Ken Watanabe. He's now a fluffy dog thing. He's a snubble. <laughs> um, Lucy is, becomes her Psyduck. Like, what is happening? Mewtwo can do everything, it seems. What are Mewtwo's powers? So Mewtwo is uh, is basically a, like a psychic Pokemon, very powerful. That's the reason it can also talk, because it's talking telepathically. And can it heal, like it does in this movie? It heals oh, big, I guess big so. Why the hell not? I don't know. Can Mewtwo, if you guys know, let her, I don't know. It's kind of like, it, I don't know anything about every Mewtwo single. can do whatever it needs to do in any given situation. I think, yeah, the movie might have taken some liberties with Mewtwo. I've been like, yeah. I mean, Mewtwo's merging, like, humans and Pokemon together. It's like, well, I don't know. That's Never seen her do that before, <laughs> sure. I think making this their first movie and anchoring it on someone like Ryan Reynolds is a smart move. Because mm. you can have this movie... We've spent time in Rhyme City. It's away from the Pokemon tournaments. That's what we know Pokemon to be. So I think this is a good introduction to the world because it's teasing the Pokemon world that I think you know and are familiar with. So if they were to do a sequel to this, nothing to do with Detective Pikachu. Well, the way this ends, it's like, I don't think Detective Pikachu is Detective... I mean, he's still a detective, but, I suppose, I mean, but he's just a Pikachu. Look at how Iron Man launched the MCU. And mm. yeah, maybe Detective Pikachu goes away completely as a character, because that was Harry and Pikachu but together. But set in this world... Yeah, like, I think if you get a sequel or a, a future movie to this, it should just be a different... You know, it'll be called, like, Pokemon subtitle something something, as yeah. this one's Pokemon subtitle Detective Pikachu. So you could get your Ash movie, you can get, you yeah. know... Whether it whether know they it. you know if they want to just stay away from Ash completely that's fine but they could just do other characters develop other I reckon know, they'd, get, they'd get to Ash eventually surely because like a generation of kids that grew up on that cartoon and the games of course but I think it's more so you know it's not just like I not like I wanted a, an Ash movie it's like what I wanted from this movie was like I once I dealt with the fact that it was like oh, it's going to be about Detective Pikachu whatever. From the trailers, it's like we're still getting all these Pokemon, all these cool things. I'm like, okay, wow, it really is Pokemon, like a Pokemon movie, cool. But like I said, you know, you get a Pokeball once in this movie at the very beginning, and then the movie, again, I know it's adapting from the game, and that's how the game is set up, but it's like it's set in a city where it's literally the opposite of everything we know as Pokemon. Did you enjoy... And for me, that's... Yeah, it's sort of a drawback. I mean, there is like there's one Pokemon battle, but there's literally no. I was going to ask you, did you enjoy that? I mean, I did, but like because of the whole situation setup, it was like it presented Pokemon battles like a cage fight, you know, like dog fighting, and it, it made it seem like it was something bad and violent and you know something underground and illegal. Whereas, I mean, it was. well, it was in this movie. It was that particular one. Was. But I don't know if it was you know like it was the movie makers being like oh you know with Pokemon it's they're sort of like animals and we don't want to rob people the wrong way and present Pokemon as like you know animal fighters and stuff but then it's like then they present a fight and it's like they do present it as something really bad where it should be something you know like 
something to be cheered about and something celebrated, whereas, like, yeah, they played it as something really bad and naughty. You know? But from what I know of Pokemon, which <laughs> if you listen to this, you know isn't a lot, <laughs> it's still fighting. It's funny, it's but still, they it's still humans didn't... standing out of harm's way and making their Pokemon fight each other. Yeah. So that that is what it is. I just wanted someone to throw a freaking Pokeball and go, go, like... You mentioned it already. You got it in the Charizard, boom. Five minutes into the movie, you got it. You got what you wanted. <laughs> you know the scene when... No, because he did take it. He just threw the Pokeball at that Cubo. Oh, what about when Pikachu's all sad and he's singing the theme tune? Did you like that? Yeah. Like singing the theme yeah. song? That was yeah. good. And they played a bit of the music, like, uh, earlier on, I think it was, for, like, the news station or whatever. Yeah, it was cool. Like I said, there's lots of little in... Things that, you know, for the the fans. When Pokemon, when Pokemon, Pikachu even. (laughs) (laughs) When Pikachu is injured and then Tim's trying to call on Pokemon for help, you can't understand help. I just want him to say Pokemon Center. Like, we need to get a Pokemon Center, but he didn't. But when you saw other Pokemon in the wild, was that like a Jurassic Park moment for you? (laughs) When you saw the dinosaurs for the first time. Visually, again, visually, it looked really... Good. It was beautiful. I was like, wow, like, yeah, like, this is, I want to say, photorealistic. I was like, shit, like, we're looking at Bulbasaur. I just wanted the Bulbasaur to, you know, make the sound, you know, the Bulbasaur, you know, the noises that they make. But instead, they gave them, like, animalistic sort of noises where they just kind of squealed and squeaked and stuff. And I was like, eh, eh. Like, Psyduck says... You know, like, says its name. Pikachu says Pika Pika. That's about it. Every other Pokemon just makes noises. And I'm like, "Mm." When we first saw that purple gas, I thought that, oh, that's how we can talk. That's how we can communicate. Oh, right, yeah. And I thought maybe that's going to make him a little less special if other people are exposed. But then, of course, we find out it's because he's... Pikachu's his dad. Making... (laughs) (laughs) The more you say it and think about it, it's just like, it's just bonkers. It's really weird, isn't it? It's just bonkers, man. Honestly, I still don't think it works. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Watching it a second time would be a different experience. Just all those flashbacks and when you're talking about Harry as yeah, a detective. Yeah, it would be weird. I think overall, I mean, I guess when we get to our rain, but overall when, if I do watch it a second time, I'll, I'll watch it a second time kind of thing, but maybe my opinion will change, but just after this first watch, I just, I don't know, I'm just a bit lost <laughs> with it. I'm trying to think, what else to say? <laughs> what else can we actually say about this movie? The whole mystery, like, were you on board and on the ride with it? Were you, like... That's a good question. I um, mean, like, they were going on an yeah, adventure, like I, they were going to that lab, they were trying to find out about Mewtwo. I did care about the mission. That like he was trying right. to, you know... Yeah, because the question is... His dad's alive, his dad's not yeah. alive, then he is again, and I, I was I was interested. And I, I wanted to know, is Harry really out there? Is he okay? What's he really been up to all this time? There were a few scenes where it was like, it was like the characters were playing catch up and I feel like we were already presented with information. Like the opening scene is the Mewtwo sort of knocking that car off the bridge or something like, you know, the the Mewtwo attacks the car and then you can obviously piece together that that car was Harry's car. And then they're in that lab and they're watching like the playbacks of the hologram things and it's just like we're watching the characters discover and it's just like, yep. Waiting, I hate waiting for characters to catch up on information yeah. we already have. I've mentioned it's a bit tedious. I've mentioned the Marvel movies already with Iron Man, but I think with the MCU movies, you can watch them as an adult, a teen, 
a kid, mm. and you're going to have different appreciations for what's on screen. On different levels, yeah. Yeah, those movies give that. When I was watching this, I very much felt as though I was watching a kid's movie. There were aspects of this that felt catered for like hardcore Pokemon fans. There were bits that, very minor bits that might have been catered for a more adult demographic, but not, it wasn't pushing the envelope too much. And a lot of it, the majority of it was aimed at a younger audience. I felt like definitely, and going for like a film noir, like if you make that today, but it's made in a big movie like this, and it's not like a, like a small independent movie, it, they make they go too far and it sounds too old timey mm. and it's almost like what you'd imagine kids think adults sound and talk like. You yeah. know, my dad's a big time detective. See, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? He, he just felt very kiddie, and, and that's fine though because I mean it is Pokemon and you came to it young and, no, and it's see. a computer game and it does. And it, have it's, a it's not audience. like. Pokemon was just around when I was a kid and then it went away and now it's back in this movie. It's been prominent and it had a huge like resurgence, you know, in the past previous years of Pokemon Go and all that. And the games are still going strong, the TV series, all of that. That, TV, that same TV series I was talking about earlier, that is still going, isn't it? Like series it's kind 20 of, or It's, it's softly rebooted, like animation style changes... Um, and it's still got the character of Ash, but yeah, it's kind of like, I'm pretty sure they've rebooted. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think it's a bit, yeah, but it's still pretty much going. It hasn't stopped. If that's what you mean. So since we've stopped talking about the movie, we're talking <laughs> about the TV series now, how about we rate the movie? Right. When we stop talking about it, it's always a good yeah. time to, Look, this, to do the rating. This movie opened really strong with that Cubone scene. Uh, and the fact that they used a Pokemon who is known for the, the history of it is being, you know, like, it has no mother and it, it cries <laughs> because it has no... And that directly ties into Tim as a character. That Pokeball looked amazing. I just want more freaking Pokeball. Started really strong. The fact that they put us in a city where it's everything but what I know of Pokemon shook me a bit. The movie does tediously play out like a kid's movie. It's very much paint by numbers, follow them, bit of action. There's a few, you know, there's things going on. The visuals are pretty amazing. I really enjoyed the designs, the special effects, all of that. Um, the third act, I checked out. I'll be honest, all, all of that, all of that. The plan is to merge humans and Pokemon for whatever reason, because it's the next step in evolution. I was like, no, this is, even for Pokemon anime kids style just creativity i was like no this is just if it doesn't make sense it doesn't work and then the revelation is still sitting uneasy with me um i walked out of the movie going it wasn't that hot um a three out of five purely because it looked pretty good for such a big diehard pokemon <laughs> fan three out of five the first live action pokemon film it's pretty low <sighs> look it looked good like, it looked good. It's better than I thought it was going to be. And I did get enjoyment when I didn't really expect to. I mean, you do usually go into a movie hoping you're going to like it. But it was niggling in the back of my head. I've never really got Pokemon. Don't really know what it is. I've never been a fan. So can I appreciate this as just being a movie? Like, this is the only thing that exists. No games, no animated series, just the movie. And Justice Smith... He did a good job, and Ryan Reynolds, I do like him, and very much being Ryan Reynolds in this, 
the designs of the Pokemon was good. Um, I did enjoy the detective elements, uh, as I mentioned earlier, probably more than I would have a movie all about tournaments. But it's that third act, and it's very forgettable, and the fact that Ryan Reynolds is the dad, and it doesn't really make sense, and I honestly don't think it works. I'm going to come in at a 2 out of 5. Yeah, okay, cool. (laughs) And there we go, a 3 and a 2. Pokemon. (laughs) Uh, As always, we're going to close out on some trivia, and you being the Pokemon guy, I've got three. (laughs) <laughs> right. just in case you or maybe, maybe I you shut you all. down on uh, two, two out of three of them okay the first trailer for the movie was viewed 100 million times in the Jesus. first 24 hours on all social media platforms that was just me that was this movie at the box office surely has to be a hit yeah has to be if that many people are tuning in the first 24 hours just to watch the trailer if all these kids pay to see it, <laughs> then this movie is going to be a hit. The day before the film's theatrical release, the entire movie was leaked onto YouTube. In reality, clicking this video will play a minute of the film before cutting to a loop of Pikachu dancing for an hour and 45 minutes. Brilliant. And I saw on Twitter that Ryan Reynolds actually tweeted... Warner Brothers and I think Nintendo. Yeah, like he was seen this. And it was just, yeah, it's it's a fun gag. Now, when I watched the film, I thought there was like an old timer feel, you know, film noir, but from a kid's perspective. Mm. And then (laughs) film noir with colour. But what I'm talking about is the black and white movie on the TV. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) A character mentions a gangster film on TV is an old gangster movie, yeah. and we actually get to see it. The clip being shown is actually Angels with Filthy Souls, a movie within a movie which was featured through the original 1990 Home Alone film. Yeah. That, I think, is my favourite thing in the movie. Yeah, like, my... I just lit up when that came out. I was just like, holy shit, like, what is happening? And then trying to process, wait, what, like, what? <laughs> I saw the clip whilst I was watching like the movie. I knew exactly what it was. And straight away thought Home Alone. And then... Didn't think, didn't think anything more of it. And then I was looking at trivia. I'm like, wow, it really was the clip from Home Alone. No, like it definitely was 100%. Yeah, yeah not completely. AC said 10%. And yeah, man. Like <laughs> that was made up to be a movie within a movie on Home Alone now shows up in this Pokemon Isn't movie. Isn't Ryan Reynolds doing like a Home Alone type movie, but he's like, he's like a pothead or something. Is that, yes. is that him doing it? It is doing it, yep. And I think it's um, Stoned Alone. I think it's called something like that. So is this like... It a, can't Is be. this an Easter egg no. oh, well, sort of teasing I mean, Ryan Reynolds? I Rob Letterman, what else has he done? Like, he's the Goosebumps guy, isn't he? I think he did the first He did Goosebumps. Goosebumps Monsters vs. Aliens, um, some other animated... So I don't think he's got a Home Alone connection. I think you're right, though. I wouldn't have thought of it. But I think no, he's, only done, he's only done recent stuff. Reynolds doing that Stoner movie is probably the closest. That's but yeah, right. but that's... I mean, that is only a Home Alone reference. Because that's it was, that's it only, was yeah. shot for Home Alone. Yeah. It's not a movie. It's not a real movie. Like, yeah, it's crazy. So that's an Easter egg I picked up on. I'm glad you mentioned that because, <laughs> yeah, I thought we would have mentioned it in the review, but I completely missed it. Um, but yeah, awesome. 
So that's it for our review of Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as that Film Street Podcast. And we also have our sister shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, we recently did a review on Avengers Endgame. Rewind and Review also did a recent episode looking at Police Academy from 1984. And Sounds Like Comics' latest episode looks at the Umbrella Academy. The next upcoming reviews from us, I believe, are Aladdin and Brightburn. Really looking forward to Brightburn. And my daughter wants to see Aladdin. (laughs) (laughs) So I will not be watching that movie on my own. So you're keen for Brightburn, your daughter's keen for Aladdin. We're sorted. (laughs) You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film shoot. See you soon.